from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Eric Tano Sayas. And my name, just as it was one year ago, approximately, ah, approximately, is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast, where usually, each week, we take a listener-submitted prompt, a short statement, idea, thought, whatever, spin it to an original fantasy character, legend, myth, and add it to our original fantasy world we've called fantasy, and over the six years that we've been making this show, we've created quite the universe, including gods and beings and history and myths and all sorts of dope shit. And if you're just joining us, this is our annual Q&A birthday episode spectacular. Here we are again, late July. Late July. Our year, our anniversary, a year. uh, We we were here. We're on time. Yeah, we're on time. It's July 27th. 27th? I think that's right. I don't know. It's actually September 5th, and we are recording this birthday episode. Happy birthday, Samuel Gord. Oh, happy birthday, Samuel Gord. Samuel Gord is six, going into sixth, first grade. I am very excited for Samuel. I am too. I am too. That's a big responsibility. It Um, is. You're going to be learning. Sam's going to be learning. Uh, Samuel is going to be learning... Fuck, I addition and some no, like multiple learning to ki- read and shit. Yeah, like, you know, big kid stuff. Samuel Gord is six. What did you get Samuel Gord for his birthday this year? Uh, I got a Super Nintendo with Battletoads. Oh fuck, the most punishing game of all time. <laughs> you want to raise Samuel Gord right and just torture him with Battletoads? It's, it's time to grow up. <laughs> time it's to time to grow up. grow up, Samuel. Enough games, Dad. This is horrible. Quiet. Play. <laughs> I got Samuel Gord. I for, it's clearly it's September fifth, so I forgot Samuel Gord's birthday. So I got him a Yankee candle. <laughs> that feels good. That feels good. That feels, it feels good. Right. What, what what uh what scent? Oh, campfire. Always. It's always good. He doesn't scent. like campfire, but I do, and I got it for him. <laughs> Happy birthday, my child. <laughs> but this is our annual birthday QA where we answer your burning questions that you have sent to us about us, the show, and all sorts of fun stuff. And I just like catching up on the year, reflecting on a year in AMFC. Ooh, I'm going to bring up the episode list now that we're talking about it. Oh, yeah, I should do the same. Yeah, so we can talk about specifics. And uh, it's been a crazy year because we both were busy as fuck. So we haven't made that many episodes this year at all. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I won't apologize. To talk about it a little bit, like we specifically said, I mean, this year was a big, was us embracing a very big, like, mind shift yeah this was us embracing a very large uh like it like really like walking the walk right like we you know we talked the talk a lot about like taking breaks when you need them and giving yourself space and enjoying the things that you make and doing them for the love of making them and this year like we 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 settled into that in in a strong way and so we took some we took some hiatuses we took some time off we recorded some episodes with guests just because we wanted to do them like yeah and honestly like i will say that i really enjoyed i enjoyed the energy that we brought to it this year which was if we feel like we've got some fun to have we'll have it and if not we'll take some time for us i completely agree and i really like the stuff that we have made 
from i mean we only made like 11 episodes i think but i don't care um yeah the last one we did it from the birthday was july 24th but like come on zal lonesome road pumpkins the joyous orb it's one of my favorites like we have some bangers and i'm not apologizing for it because we decided that life always comes first yeah and so life came first and it's been great we have a new logo too we do it's so nice I might re-record the opening music and stuff and make it all... I know, just because, fuck it, I'm feeling good. I feel great about the goddamn show. I feel great about it, and I'm excited to dive back in. I have a lot of free time. Not really. I don't. I'm lying, listener. My my September and October are absolutely wild, but it's a good thing. Like The thing is, like Jeff and I have been busy like succeeding. <laughs> yeah, we've been living. We've been making cool. We've been making a lot of cool shit, and like it's out in the world, and it rules. It like it's it was you know early on. This is all I fucking had was AMFC. You had Party of One, so I would be like, "Are you free?" And mm-hmm. so now I'm like, got a lot going on. So the less episodes you hear, it just means the better we're fucking doing, which is hilarious. Like mm-hmm. that kind of relationship is fun. But anywho, uh, what's getting you excited this week, Jeff? What's getting you excited this year? No, just kidding. Just this 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 week. Aaron, can I talk to you about uh, a little TV show called Dragon Ball? Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can do that. You can do whatever you want. On the birthday <laughs> for Samuel, I will. Yes, that's okay. For Samuel, yes, he totally fucking. Can. I got a two. Well, I got a two part answer, and they're both Dragon Ball answers. But um, fuck me, I have okay. fallen deep into the Fighter Z uh, well. I've oh, realized how absolutely mean. much I love Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It is my game. It is. I've just been. I've been. I've been cranking. I've been. I've been grinding. I've been hitting them online matches. Good. Uh, I've not been doing well. I don't want to clarify that I've been doing well, but I've got like a one in three win rate at this point. It's about the love of the game. It is. It truly is. And like, there's a it, like, I'm at the point of the game where like, if I get swept, I'm like, all right, you know what? Godspeed. And if I have like a really good back and forth couple of matches with a rando on the internet, it like makes my entire day. But uh, uh, my other thing is uh, I watched uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Treasure. Treasure. Really? I loved it. I adored it. I, I know what happens. Uh, obviously, the internet exists. And so I have known about Beast Gohan for quite some time. Mm. It's got to say, it's I, I love me a transformation. I don't give a fuck. Like, everyone's like, it's trash. And I'm like, no, any transformation, I'm happy. Transformations kick ass. Like- it's why I wa- <laughs> Also, like, why the fuck else is anybody watching DBZ? Like, it's Dragon Ball Z. Come on. Yeah, like, honestly. You're going to watch them, you know, glow and then change color and then, they have, and then they've got cool power. Like, I, I, oh my God, as laundry shows up. Hold on one second. Yeah. I kind of want to leave laundry in. So this is, hey, listeners, so my laundry pickup is here because my laundromat will steal your clothes. Hey, listeners, hope you're taking a moment to drink some water. Hey, right now, go ahead and unclench that jaw. You know, shoulders. I want you to flex them out. Just, just let them, just let them relax. Right now, maybe you know. I want you to take a deep breath in with me. Ah, <sighs> a deep breath out. Let's go. Let's go one more time. Let's go one, and then four out. You feeling good? You feeling good, listener? You feeling good? I think is there Aaron? You back? Okay. No, Aaron's not back. We're gonna we're gonna do four in. Um. Yeah. And we're gonna do four I'm, out. Like, oh, Aaron's not, back now. Aaron's back I'm now. Back. 
Oh fuck! <laughs> like God bless you if you're like, no, I, I'm, I'm here for Dragon Ball to like see what Bulma's up to and like you know figure out what Beerus wants to eat. I'm here for fights and transformations. Give me a new hair color. I don't give a fuck I am what the justification also is. Also, deeply here for what Bulma's up for and what Beerus <laughs> is eating. Like I need to note that, which is why Super is like my favorite. Super is very your flavor. Super like, is extremely my flavor. Where the fights are cool, but also they just pause to be like, also Yamcha. Having a great time playing baseball. <laughs> Thank God. Like, honestly, good for Yamcha. Um, Yamcha, notoriously, like, Yamcha's become, like, the butt of every meme. Because, notor- hey, listener, what's going on? Um, we'll get to your questions. Notoriously, Yamcha, Vegeta is Mr. Steel, your girl. Yeah. The memes of Yamcha, <laughs> Yamcha getting revived and Vegeta's, like, <laughs> at Capsule Corp. Fucking, literally <laughs> conceiving drugs. Is so fucking funny to me because like Toriyama wrote it that like yeah Vegeta comes back and then immediately they start <laughs> just they start absolutely getting busy and Yamcha's like hey man what the fuck <laughs> like he got murdered and trained he went to King Kai's planet came back like yo Bulma's gonna be so thrilled that <laughs> I trained at Goku Gravity who the fuck is that guy I, we fought that guy that, that guy, guy killed Cyber me Man killed me. <laughs> Bulma's like, sorry, man. Well, I love, there's there's so much that I, like, I truly love, like, hi, listeners, we will eventually get to here. I love the, the dynamic of Bulma and Vegeta is like, and they break this, they make this very explicit and super, and it makes me very happy. It's just two awful people. Oh, 100%. <laughs> really find each other and yeah. realize that, no, realize that they are the most egotistical people yeah. in the galaxy, and thus are the only people that love themselves as much <laughs> as they do. The, the very adult decision of, ah, this is better than dying alone. <laughs> it's very fucking funny. I love it truly. When the earth can blow up at any fucking moment, you're like, you know what? I better partner up. I better find the biggest <laughs> egomaniac with the wildest widow peak anyone had ever yeah. known. <laughs> and I also love dearly in the baseball episode of Dragon Ball Super, which is one of the greatest single episodes of any TV show I've ever seen. There is a plot point where he's so good at baseball. There's a moment that you watch a moment where Bulma goes, wait a second. Bulma thinks about it. Bulma <laughs> thinks about what could have been. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. What was like, hmm, did I, did I fuck up? Maybe I made the wrong choice. Maybe the power level I was looking for was batting average. It's really fucking funny. Anyway. Anyway, what, what's, getting getting you you, what's getting you excited this week? Oh, God. What's getting me excited this week? <laughs> is, oh, it, it, is it Yamcha memes? It's, oh, well, Yamcha memes. I laughed for a very long time at a very inappropriate Yamcha meme of him coming home to Capsule Corp and what he heard through the walls when he first got revived. Um, but that's not it. That is it, but also not it. Uh, I did a gig in Colorado for the last six weeks. I forgot, we haven't talked about that. And uh, I'm back, and I was like, I'm going to catch up on TV. I watched Severance. It slaps on Apple TV. I'm watching Game of Thrones and uh, Lord of the Rings, and I'm fucking digging it, and I'm having a great time, and no one is going to fuck this up for me because... I am a private person who doesn't talk about this shit openly. I love it. I love it's it truly. Really. It makes this me week. really happy. It makes me really, Thank really you. happy. Now, now that we're 16, 17 minutes in, let's fucking answer some questions, Jeff. Let's do Where it. Where would you like to start? You want to start at the top of our fancy dancy Google Doc? Let's start Doc? at the top. The annual Google Doc. All right. Uh, I'll start you off. Fragmentation asks, the usual how has the podcast grown this year, and which new parts are you most proud of? And what are your goals for the next year of the podcast? 
I think they're one and the same for me. I think I have an answer for this and they're one and the same. Hit it. We had done, I think this year in particular, I feel like it's been, when did we start doing guest episodes? Was that 2020? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Can't remember. A while. It's been a minute. I feel like in the last year, from July 2021 till today, I feel like we've really like locked in on what makes a great episode with a with a guest and we figured out like the rhythms of how to like really make that yeah awesome yeah yeah i agree like legitimately like the the thing that i'm really proud of is like and this is the similar answer to ones that i think i've given in recent in other years but i feel like 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 the two answers that i would give is like i'm really proud that we took a bunch of time off like i think that's like oh because i think that like how I feel about recording when we sit down to do a recording, like today included, like I think that we've 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 gotten to a place where we record if we feel like it's going to be something special and like yeah, and if we like can yeah, and that makes it feel like every time every episode I'm like that was something special and cool, like that had yeah. an energy that I'm really proud of, and like the guest episodes are part of that, where like the guests that we've been recording with are all people that like I trust so dearly that I'm yeah. like figuring out the rhythms of how to open up this very special thing that we've made into people that we trust to like honor that and like seeing the what's come from that like those bits and pieces even if they have not like and and we've gotten to a place where like i no longer feel like if there's somebody whose creative instincts we trust deeply enough we can come in and be like yes here's what the show is right like yeah like they're like like it's really special if they can sit down and be like i am be like i've got some lore that i'm gonna drop in and i'm gonna pull off of this episode but i feel like we've gotten to a place where we can be like where, where you and i can be like this is the vibe this is the rhythm this is the yep. energy here's what we're chasing and we can feed that to a guest who has not listened to much of the show before and it becomes something really interesting and special in the process yes I could not agree more. It's It's been a good year of us figuring out, like, obviously, I'd like to make the show more because I like yeah. making it. And I like, yeah, but, I like hanging out with my best friend and yeah, making a thing. It's awesome. But this year, it was like, we really focused in on this idea of, like, in the yesteryear, I was, I didn't know I was doing this. But for the first, I've been in New York, I think I'm on year seven in September. But as soon as I got here, I, of course, was like, getting caught up in New York bullshit and was like, I want to, and I got excited from Jeff's podcast and I wanted to start making stuff. But then that mixed with my theater pursuit and the New York grind. I put in air quotes mentality of like, you know, you always got to be hustling, making more money, blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to make a podcast. I wanted to make this. I wanted to make it popular. I wanted to, no matter what, every week, no matter what, you make something. You produce the episode. Aaron, you stay up all night editing. I would wake up, edit, from like 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then I would leave and go to work. I'd ride on the train home. It, it was the, the first like fucking 50 episodes. I was destroying myself trying to make this fucking Taz. You know what I mean? Like really mm-hmm. the, the next this. It wasn't really until much later. Honestly, this year is when I was like, God, I love this show. It, it kind of like absence made the heart grow fonder type thing. Yeah, where yeah, like yeah. We had no fucking time. You have another podcast. I know I'm on another podcast. I'm now working on tabletop games, writing a fucking game show. Uh, we did a th- we did a third podcast. Uh, yes, we did between, a third one in between episodes. Yes, like it's been wild and amazing, and it's kind of like what I what how I feel about AMFC is the work that we've been putting in to both of our projects, AMFC and Party of One, respectively. 
are it has been yielding a bounty of work and fun, cool yeah. stuff. And the project that we make because we love it and we we made we said to ourselves, we're not gonna make this if we don't have the energy, we don't have the time, and it's gonna hurt us. We stuck through that, and that's why AMSC is so special because now I'm like, I'm fired the fuck up. I'm looking at our backlog of this year, like we talked about maps. I made an audio giant, two audio jumps of Drews. The Duelist Moon, like some of my favorite shit. We would step away for six weeks and then we would be like, all right, we're good. We've been absorbing things and living. And so like, you know, I'm looking at the list of episodes and like one of the first ones that we did after the new, like after July, like this year was pumpkins. And that was literally like you and I both were off doing stuff and then sat down and was like, here's some cool inspiring shit and how we can spin it into a fantasy world. And I feel like that made the show better on the whole. Yes, 100%. And that, that for me is how the, uh, the show has like changed. And my goal for the next year of the show is to find a more steady rhythm. I've already have, like I edited the Taylor episode comes out tomorrow and I, uh, I found a really nice way of editing that's chill because for me i listen to podcasts and i listen to them like on the train and walking and stuff and i'm not really paying attention to background minutia so i have a much more laxed way of editing where i only do it on my laptop i use the speakers i don't use cans headphones and i listen to it as if i were listening to the show and i edit out empty space when i felt like it was empty and like you know slow but it's like much more casual i edit that shit in two days and it feels great as uh i which I guess is another, I guess is a, I don't know if it's a question of like how our lives have changed in the last year, but I guess I should also say this, like as a profession, as like a podcaster for a living, mm-hmm. like a, a, a real honest reality is that the average podcast listener is listening in one headphone on public transit yeah, or like, or, or in their car on their car speaker in traffic. Mm-hmm. Like that is the, like the places where people listen they are listening to such distra- they are listening with such a level of distraction and such a level of background noise that like give yourself the break. Yeah, yeah, give yourself some fucking leniency because I was brutal. I over edit this show, I'll admit it. It is finite, the pace is fast and it's designed that way. And now I'm like, eh, no. And because I don't want to hurt myself. And I like the show too much and I enjoy mm-hmm. listening to it. Yeah, yeah. That I, my goal for the year is to make a lot of these, but like, have it be fun to make. Because it's fun to record. That feels good. That feels like a good goal is like, I want to, I would like to record more, but like, I think that how I'm feeling at this moment, I would like to record more and make that a priority. Not because, not for hashtag content reasons, but legitimately because I'm like, damn, you know what? Like, I'm looking and I'm like, damn, you know what? Like. We should record more just to sit down, the two of us, and sit down occasionally with, like, our good friends and, like, do fun shit. Exactly. I'm down with that. That feels like, like, I think that, yeah, recording, doing more episodes in the next year is a goal of mine, but it is legitimately, and, like, that feels so nice to be in that place with the show where I'm like, I want to record more, not because, like, I want to, like, you know, hit my weekly quota or whatever, but because, like, I want to sit down with my friends and, like, make, and, like... Like, I feel like, and I think that kind of ties into what I, what I was feeling around, like, guest episodes is, like, I feel like we got to a place where, where I think that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to peel back the curtain a second, because that's what this episode is for. We said this very specifically after the, the episode we did with Jay Dragon, which is technically the most recent episode that has dropped. Yes. We said this after the Jay Dragon episode, which was, we were like, yeah, we really found 
the way to make the show itself just an act of play and like yeah. just like a fun space that we invite friends in that we invite our friends and people that we want to like collaborate with we invite them into this space and this environment and like to me like that's the thing that i want the reason that i want to do a, like a lot more episodes in the next year is because i'm mm-hmm. like I just want to open that space up. I want to open that space up to us. And I want to open that space up to like people that we trust being in that space. And, you know, like that to me is, is so that to me is like a really exciting and joyful thing. I'm, I'm down. I think we figured out too, that this is the, we called it the fantasy writer's room this year. Yeah. Was what we figured out that the show really is. And we're leaning into it hard as fuck. And that makes me happy. We will like, uh, the thing that I really like that we've been doing in the last year, is like, I've noticed this both in our guest episodes and in our episodes with just us is like, we will pause and like dissect things a lot Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. It's not so much like we got to figure out the next beat of the story and keep things moving. We will like pause and go, okay, if we're saying this, that means that we're kind of heading in this direction. Does that feel right? Or do we want to take in this other direction and move it towards this other outcome? And like that kind of writer's room energy feels like the, like we've, like we've refined the show even further. 100%. All right. Next question. This is from This May Be Graham on Twitter. What world building tropes are you never tired of? I mean, how many secret organizations do we have on the show? You fucking love secret organizations. It cracks me the fuck up. I never think of that trope ever. (laughs) But you're, it's like always, you're like, what if it's a secret organ? I'm like, oh my God. Because my, I look. Mine is fucking immortal people. <laughs> Aaron, is this a god? <laughs> oh, gods. Oh, my God. For me, it's g- people with power that pretty much gods. Immortal yeah. people are gods, like anything like that. Deity-like figures. I will create all of them. I never get sick of them. Ever. It's Something fun. Being a god, it's a fun it's, energy. It's fun fantasy energy. It is. God, I love that shit. But definitely that. The other world-building trope that I will never get tired of is like... I guess the inverse of that is like ordinary people gods is like my favorite mm, shit. Like yes. an like an ordinary person, like the idea that like a legendary thing is done by like speaking of Tolkien, right? Like that yeah. vibe of like an of like that vibe of like the world's greatest hero is Frodo Baggins. Like that mm-hmm. shit. It's awesome. And there's so much of that in AMFC. And I think that's part of like what I love about the 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 philosophies of the show is that it very much leans into that energy of like Normal people the, doing super amazing, th- saving the yeah. world. It's not always uh, the, you know, the hero paladin person. It's like the, the cobbler. The people that make a real difference in the world are ordinary people that do something to make things better for the people around them. And like that, yeah. that shit, if I, every time I get an opportunity to point at somebody and be like, ordinary person did something cool, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more because oftentimes in real life, which it's the fun thing that we do a lot anymore is divorcing the fantasy trope. Uh, from the actual where it'll be like the person who thinks they're the hero is never i love that that's very rarely that's the hero yeah um god haxatar obliterus is a very funny it's so fucking good haxatar obliterus bangs really fucking hard like the vibe of that vibe of like we're going to like build off of this fantasy expectation and make it really like brutal but like cutting but also really funny like that's great yeah that people would th- th- would be a thing where it's like, you know, it, it oftentimes is a thing when you have to pick a deity you align to. It's like the god of mayhem. And I'm like, mayhem? God damn. Like chaotic energy that's like violent and stuff. 
Like you're aligning yourself with that. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's fun to tease. It's just fun also to make fun of. I Another world bidding trope I never get tired of is uh, making fun of uh, the cliche like Dungeons and Dragons characters who just run around killing everything. Never get tired of making them the bad person in every story. TG Reaver asks, tell me about hot beverages. What is fantasy's iconic hot beverage? Are they both alcoholic, i.e. hot toddies, mulled wine, and non-alcoholic? Mulled cider, pumpkin spice latte, varieties to choose from. Does it vary from place to place? So we're making a fantasy show. So what you're saying is the rest of this episode is going to be a fantasy soda episode. It's just, this time it's hot. <laughs> it's just hot. Hot soda. No. <laughs> what, give me one. Give me one uh, hot beverage. A hot beverage. I don't think we made like, we didn't decide like coffee or anything like that. We, we don't have like a morning ritual drink or anything like that yet. I am going to go with... Like uh, almost like I like I love I mean I love hot to- I do like a hot toddy very specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mix of like honey whiskey and like That's hot lovely. water is like very it's cozy. cozy it's cozy as fuck and like as I think about like flavors like that hot honey that like warm honey water like there's something really nice to that and I'm yeah. gonna say that like a fruited hot water drink or fruited hot honey drink is like a really lovely like it's like a little bit close to mead, but it's like boiling and like you, you drink it piping hot and it's just got like a really refreshing, a little bit decadent, a little bit sweet. We're going to call it a rushing river. Rushing, a rushing river. Where Where is that popular? What region? A rushing river is very popular in, um, so it, it, it gets that name because it draws from like underwater springs. Sick. So you like grab like like hot spring water, right? Like boiling, yeah. like rushing, rushing, like rapid water. Lava so it's popular. Shit. It's popular in certain neighborhoods of in like a select few neighborhoods in Geode that like uh in Geode and also in Mooncrest and both have kind of variations on the rushing river. And they both kind of draw on this like uh they both draw on this uh these underwater hot springs, right? Because uh Moon Crescent is partially underwater and Geode is in, is within a mountain. They both have these like hot boiling you know uh hot springs essentially yeah and the and the water and so like that hot water is really core to this drink i think the difference is um in geode because it is underground even though we said there are magical uh economies i do like the idea that it is a more savory beverage that like a more savory variation that draws on like mushrooms and herbs and like mosses is prevalent in in certain sections of geode Whereas Moon Crescent, like, they have underwater berries that, like, really, like, give it, like, a berry flavor. That is dope as fuck. I love that a lot. Rushing River. Rushing River? Rushing River. Rushing River is very fucking good. Um, the the drink that in, in uh, Pyrethra Guild, now Truth, but has stuck around for a long time, it gets you up. It's, it's the variation of a caffeinated morning beverage, like coffee. Mm-hmm. It's called Scarecrow. Because it wakes you up so you can get out there and scare those crows away. Um, it. It's like it was like a farmer beverage for like what you wake up early as fuck and you drink this. So you have the energy to like get out there. And and the joke is that like it, you know, it gets you all wired. So you're like your eyes are wide open. It's made out of drying the seeds of bitter gourds. Love it. That's cool. Yeah. And you grind it up like coffee, but it's called scarecrow. And there's also a uh, there's also uh, an, another kind of energy drink. If we're talking beverages, I do just want to throw in. Uh, there is cricket. Oh, which is sort of a slurm, like oh. it's sort of a green Mountain Dew. Oh dear like God, beverage. is it from fucking Lemony Locust? It's not. 
But people, it's, oh, it's like themed. It's like a themed beverage. It's like themed. It was like big in Grasshopper City. They called it cricket, and it was like a green Mountain Dew, like a moonshiny energy drink that like you drank when you were pulling an all nighter. I love that. I'm riding on cricket right now. Is really where I'm at. I've been up cricket for like been up for like 18 hours. I love the idea that uh, there was a beverage made to make lemony locust kind of like socially acceptable. <laughs> It's like crack into a cricket. <laughs> crack a cricket is the phrase that pays. Okay. Uh, All right, oh. Aaron. Yeah. No, go, ahead, go, go ahead. I got a question for you from okay. uh, Misha Kryloff. Uh, why did we call it fantasy and not name it? Um, we talked about this years ago privately, but it's for me, it, it's silly. Mm-hmm. One, it's like sar- it's sarcastic and funny. Because the joke in most tabletop podcasts is like, I don't know. They go to, you know, fantasy Walmart. You know, they go to whatever fantasy soda you're drinking. Everybody makes that joke. And I think that's why we kind of just leaned into the joke and called the entire world fantasy. And that, that's part of it. Yeah, because we had done that at like several points. Like we had fantasy Reddit. Like we had already like established and like we had one or two other things that we had labeled fantasy X. And we were like, what if the world is just called? What if like the reason that it's called fantasy Reddit is because it's Reddit. It's, it's fantasy Reddit. It's Reddit from the world of, fantasy. world of fantasy. We were like, That's it. yeah, we were like, there, it's done. Done. And it's a solid. It's it's kind of. So it's also uh, I will say I've been leaning into a lot of Dragon Ball Z logic lately mm-hmm. of you people worry about naming conventions way more than they should because we've been watching a show called with Goku, Piccolo, Gohan. Everybody's named it for fucking food or an ambient object. There is and it's like one like a family of main characters. Yep. Are named Bulma, Trunks, yeah, Briefs. Yep. Like yep. like like their whole family named after underwear. <laughs> underwear. And we eat it the you don't care. And that was kind of like us being like, yeah, it's called fantasy. And now, like, once you've said it enough, every like it just you just know now. It's like, yeah, it's just what it's called. It's fantasy. And it's fucking awesome. What I what I like about it, I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, a dear friend who proceeded to say uh, something that has stuck into my head about a fantasy world detail that I'm making canon right now. Okay, I'm not gonna bother trying to spell it, but I do want to shout out our friend Casey Van Heis, who uh, once upon a time said to—I don't remember if this was on Twitter or just in a conversation—said, but said that her headcanon was that everything that we, everything we label in fantasy that like we've given just like an incredibly obvious name yeah. is just spelled in the most elaborate fantasy. Oh, of course, it, it's very like you know, it's the most fantasy elvish, you know, where it's not just like Steve. It's like there's a million little dots. It's like ph. It's it's like P H A I E, like so, like but like it just pronounced fantasy, and like it's, that's it's just, just funny to me. That's canon. <laughs> I think when we first kind of talked about it, I think that like the, how I was feeling and how I still kind of feel is like we could give it a name, like uh, you know, Illusora or like whatever. But like, yeah, no, that's not the show. That's not what this is. And it's just like, gonna be. We're just gonna give it like, like given the writers' room nature of the show, we're just gonna end up with just like we're gonna go. This word sounds nice. And I was like, eh, yes, fantasy. We've already used fantasy Reddit. Like, let's just run with that. And it works surprisingly fucking well. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really a fan ever of like world names that are complex. They never, in my opinion, they never sound as good over time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's actually, it's, what did you say? Elusia or something Elucera. like that? Elusia. Elusia. You'd be like, I don't want to fucking say this out loud. 
Fantasy is easy, it's concise, and honestly, it helps us get to the point of the show, which is like building this world. Doesn't matter what the fuck it's called. It could be called Brick, for all I care. The characters and the people that populate it has always been our focus, and like the stories of what make it special. Not its fucking name, Banging. Fantasy Bangs, by the way, that name is great. It's great, it's great. It's I, have great. Fun. I enjoy it, it's fun. I love it. Uh, Merle asks, have you guys been doing well? Doing great. I'm doing fucking great. Yeah, thanks for asking, Merle. Have you been doing well? Who, me? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. All oh, right. fuck yeah. It's been a great year for me. I got to Good. work and I replaced somebody at a th- theater in Colorado. It was a six-week contract. So many shows ended up getting canceled that I only performed seven times in six weeks. So I pretty much just got to fucking hike and, you know, ride ATVs and do dope Colorado shit for six weeks. I basically stole from a theater. Theater people, if you're hearing this, who run that theater, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it's been fucking dope. I've had a great year. It's been awesome. Uh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this as an opportunity because I have not said this to you in person because I only said it to you via IM. But uh, you, congratulations on being nominated for an award. Holy shit. You're right. I was nominated for an award. And that is wild for me because I am not often. Jeff is oftentimes nominated for awards. Uh, not that. Not that often. <laughs> it's pretty off. It's at least once a year. Yeah, this is the second year that I've been yeah. nominated for award stuff. That's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty cool. It is um, extremely cool. Like I said, it's been a year that's cool because, you know, getting some recognition for the work that we've cool been putting stuff. in. Yeah, cool it's stuff fucking is happening. sick. You know, if you've been listening to these shows since the beginning, you know how fucking hard we work in this space. Um, What else we got? King and Commoner asks, Where the, where's the best place to take a nap? I mean, I know my answer, but please give your answer. Um, for me, oh, for me, it's on the subway. That's <laughs> is, good or answer. like on a train. On a train. Um, going hammock. Ten times out of oh ten. Oh my god. You put me on it like you like get me set me up a hammock if it's inside, outside, I'm just relaxing. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to agree with you. A hammock is solid. Outside is lovely, like in the autumn, crisp autumn air, hammock sleeping. Holy god, that's good. That's magic. That's magic is what that is. Jeff, what question would you like? Um, I'm just going to keep running right down the list. Actually, okay. I'm going to skip that one because it's a tough, it's a bigger one. Yeah. I've been reading this question from Panda. If you could sit and have lunch with a character you've made for the show, who would you want it to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Samuel Gord, maybe because he's my son, but no, not Samuel Gord because he'd be really annoying. Plant with hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> Plant with hands. Plant with hands. Uh, my answer is the howdy man. <laughs> <laughs> well howdy um it's a it's a mine is a predictable answer okay and it's and i feel like i i throw out this answer a lot okay as a as a person as a writer as a person that makes things it's a thing that i've sorely missed over the last few years is the creative uh the creative couch conversation of like uh, sitting on a couch at a convention with a person like another person that does creative things in your field and just kind of being like that you good conversation is an incredibly yeah. powerful thing of like you good how you doing is the, you, the grind treating you okay and i feel like uh i feel like catch cavalier needs someone to oh. just and like an average day to have the you good conversation with yes. and be like you good you breathing you drinking water i think that we would i think we would hold each other accountable I would want to go to lunch. My answer is Celeste Silverna because I love that character. But my real answer for the episode is Banana Man because <laughs> I want to I want to sit at the table and know that this person is Banana Man, but they think I don't know. 
in their banana themed <laughs> restaurant. They're wearing all yellow clothes, wearing a shirt that says like Banana Man fucking rules. Banana Man's commercial plays on loop in the restaurant, <laughs> and I just get to have lunch. That would be incredible. Whoever this banana man is, he seems to work Fuck. hard and keep people safe. Wow, they sure are doing a great job. Then, like, meanwhile, the commercial of that <laughs> fucking foolish song I sang for the episode. Also, the thing that's changed a lot about this show, I've been singing more songs at the end of episodes. It's like the really Haxatar Obliterus song, Banana Man song, and uh, fucking Wind on the Wind for Plant with Hands. And they, there's a new character. If you listen to all the audio extras, listener. If there's a bar and someone's about to sing a song, there's just a guy that screams fuck yeah in all of them. Like Plant With Hands, it started where he's like, we are wind on the wind here. Fuck yeah. Or I fucking love you wind on the wind. And the, this person is in every single one. And I'm going to keep coming back to them because that is my favorite character is fuck yeah guy at the bar. And I, I'm going to put this. I'm going to I'm going to draw a line in the sand here. Okay. We're never going to learn this character's story. I refuse. <laughs> no, I refuse. I just know that they're at a bar and they're really excited I about live music. I love that they're just at a series of bars where they're just fucking hype. Fuck and I, re- yeah. I, 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 that's all I need about, like, <laughs> I make fun of this in Star Wars a lot, where, uh... Ice cream maker guy, the guy that's running down a hallway that carries like what is obviously an ice cream maker, has a backstory, like yep. an elaborate backstory. Yep. Uh, fuck yeah, guy. Never gonna. That's not. We're not. No. That's not the energy that I'm chasing. No. It, I, it is. I my need shit. him to be mysterious in my life. I need him to be mysterious. Fuck yeah. Like I just know. I don't know. He just loves bands and live music and bars. It's all I know. Man about loves him. music. It's great. I love that guy. <laughs> I die. I, I, listener, I want you to think about those songs. Go back and listen to the end of it's the latest one. Oh, fucking Haxatar Obliterus was that ter- stupid fucking song I sang. Um, listen to that again and then listen for the fuck yeah guy and imagine me having to do it five times because I couldn't say keep with a straight face. Fuck yeah. Anywho. <laughs> um, what else we got? Um, oh, here's one from Gazer for Aaron. Name Cece from Skydex Curves, called the other show I do. Top five destinations if she was doing a route in fantasy. And for Jeff, if you could play one tabletop RPG with any character you've made, who would it be? I would just go around the five cities, of course. Fucking, I just want to see the hits. And also, fan- <laughs> the funny thing about like this idea of like visiting fantasy, fantasy, we've written this place that's horrifyingly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally, we have to use the term points of light because everywhere else is horrifyingly dangerous and the major cities are like under siege by various forces at any given time. So the five major cities for me, just getting in and getting out because fuck that shit. What about you? What about you, Jeff? I'm look. I mean, like, like I feel, again, I feel like it's, it's a predictable answer, but I kind of have to change. Like, I do kind of want to play nogs and that like oh that idea, me too give, it, the give world, it to me the world like that vibe just feels good yep um my actual answer is probably headless seven like playing yeah. a game with headless seven would be really really fun and yeah. a storyteller and a, a bullshitter yeah. there's a vibe to that that would be a lot of fun i i fuck with that a lot hanging out with headless seven in general just be a dope time uh cheerio buffet asks what seasonal flavors does corn's have 
season corned seasonal flavors and i'll ask you if you answer if you have one what does the flavor do because it like transported you to the fucking <laughs> corn dimension you had to fight corns. fight a demon you had to fight corns the fucking demon of course there's a monster god transport <laughs> it doesn't have to transport you but it does have to have a seasonal flavor it does well obviously uh their 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 autumn flavor is obviously candy cornst I don't know if you know how clever that was and how fast you came up with it, but I am like that one. That one took me aback. Aaron, what, like, what's the fuck. magical effect of candy cornst? The magical effect of candy cornst is for the next two days, no matter what, everything you eat and drink tastes like candy cornst. Like water will taste like it, but <laughs> at the end of that two-day period. You are transported to another dimension where you have to fight Candy Cornst. Candy Cornst is a promotional deity that's like it's contracted out by Dr. Pib Enterprises that you have to battle to free yourself from the prison of two days of Candy Cornst taste. Candy Cornst is much easier. It's like a pushover, <laughs> but you have to fight Candy Cornst. It's like it looks like Cornst, but it's kind of also like a foam suit. <laughs> You know, kind of it's like... It's a wire. You can see the wire. Yeah, you can see the wire. I am candy quartz. Best me and free yourself from the taste prison. And like, no one's ever lost. Candy Corns gets their ass clapped every single fucking you, time. You kind of... You kind of... Hold on. I need to... I need to scroll. <laughs> I need to find something. Um, God, Aaron, what's the clown? What's not the clown? Not It's not Biff Boffo. <laughs> Biff Boffo. What's Wait, the what? other? What's the other? What's the oh, uh, the big clown that like couldn't be beaten in a tournament? No, um, the the TV show host, Bud Mojiglas. <laughs> that name, that name, Bud Mojiglas. Anyway. Very similar to uh, to what was it? Bop. What was the Bapo Was like the fucking the steak? No, this there is a steak that you could kick the shit out of. As part of Bud Mojiggler's show. His name was like Beefy or something like that. (laughs) Very similar to that, where there's a promotional fucking candy corn. God, our show is so good and so bad. As you're being confronted by candy corn, like, if you're like, you might like, there's a real chance you're like, is that the voice of Bud Mojiggler? Like, fuck. What? It's a cross promotional thing. (laughs) It didn't really pay off. It's like it's like a it's one of those like Hollywood trivia things. You're like, actually, the voice of Candy Corns you would relate or know is Bud Mojiggler. Oh, oh wow, it's a bar trivia night. Jeff Richard Kale wants to know what magical properties do jelly beans have in fantasy? Jelly beans in fantasy. We're gonna Willy Wonka this shit. Okay, tying into kind of the vibe of the rushing river as a drink, like. You can bake an incredible, you can like boil, like meals can be boiled into jelly beans. Oh, uh, and the magical property therein is like you get is uh, in the way in the, in the uh, Willy Wonka style. It's not just like a simulated taste, like you get the full meal and you get the sustenance that comes from it. It's like a big traveling thing. It's a little okay. bit senzu bean in nature. Jeez, of course. As but it like must be. Uh, you can pop a bean and be like, I had a turkey dinner. All right. That is amazing. I like that a lot. It's a big traveling thing. Like, you boil a thing into a little capsule, into a little bean, and you eat it. Aw. It's a way to keep home with you as you travel, as you travel long distances, is, like, it's incredibly time-consuming. It takes a tremendous, in part, because you have to make the whole meal. Okay. And then it's basically, like, pill food from, what, like, Looney Tunes? Yeah. And, And, yeah, you have to, like, make the full meal 
and then you have to perform the ritual, like the magical ritual that puts it into a bean, uh, and then it keeps for, and then it keeps forever, and you eat it, and like it's by no means commonplace, no, right? It's not like the Jetsons where every meal is a is a bean, yeah. But like, if you are, if someone you love is like going on a long trip. You give them a jelly bean if, to remember home. Yeah, you give them like two or th- you might give them two or three jelly beans for the journey so that they like have some meals if they on a, on a night where they need a taste of home. I love it. I uh, I will say that they taste jelly beans that are candy, not the magic kind. There are magic. There are both mm-hmm. jelly beans. I like get a candy store taste incredibly good is the difference between our world. and Yeah, theirs. <laughs> they're exceedingly delicious. They taste great. They taste awesome. All right, all right, Aaron, I got one for you. What you got? And I'm going to narrow this down a little bit. I'm going to okay. I'm going to throw you if uh off the top of your head, if you had to pick a favorite episode, it doesn't necessarily need to be your all-time favorite, but a favorite episode in general. And also a f- what is and also what is your fa- what is a favorite episode from the last year? There aren't that many to choose from, so it should be an easy decision. Uh the, from this year, um god, my favorite episode in terms of like just it doesn't ha- have to be your, like your favorite, but like one that you're like that one we really like hit out of the park. I really like the maps episode we made. Uh, honestly, a lot of them from this this year were very good. Maps, mm-hmm. the, the world's breath is a fucking slick fucking concept. I I love that a lot. I thought we were really ripping on that one, but also um, Hoot Honk and Duck is really fucking funny. It is genuinely very funny. <laughs> I love that very much. Uh, I love the joining road. Um, I like anything that involves constellations. The constellation episodes are some of my favorite. Mm. That and um, Adagio Plane Song is really good. Found on Lost is a fucking banger. That is a good uh, one. A lot of the things that involve like nautical stuff tend to be slappers. We we love that. But constellations hit so f- constellations and demon shit. Oh, I love when we decided. Um, arcana dim day stuff it's, it's called yeah. like uh um recently demons we we figured it out the society arcana that mm-hmm. one's fucking good i like that a lot but yeah I, I i have a hard time what about you from uh from the last year i genuinely think my my favorite might be the duelist moon oh, like so we good. just went so fucking hard yes we just we brought did. so much energy to that episode and we Correct. sat down and like it's a great writer's room episode like we're so like we're like okay what the fuck like like if this is yeah. what we're saying like does it mean this does it mean that like we we pull it apart and we narrow in on this thing and we end up in such a cool and interesting and weird and just incredibly like uh neat place it's just cool as hell I will have to agree that is definitely one of my favorites of the year. It is it is a tough. We have some hits. Uh, off the top of my head, just a general one that I, I really, really love. I, I scrolled by it. The Star Tender. The Star Tender is one oh. that I'm like, I'm like, again, Dude. again, I, I, the ones that I think are, are my favorite are truly. I'm going to throw out two kinds of episodes that I think we do really well. Um, the Star Tender, like when we when we hit on an idea and we're like, this is big and weird and we have to kind of pause and like pull it apart and like yeah narrow in on it and like continue and like we like uh it's almost like ta- like it's pulling taffy right it's it's we've yeah. got this idea and we're pulling it and we're really tying it in and like making it sing like those episodes i think are really special i couldn't agree more the other one that i'm going to throw out Grazer's really funny. Like Grazer is funny, hilarious. but like truly, 
And then, like, this is going back years and years and years, but, like, truly, Pelter is so fucking funny. Pelter is so stupid and like, so funny. Just, like, like what those, and those are the other kind, when you and I just sit down and we're, like, I, we're, like, this is, this is go like, our sole directive is to make the other person laugh as much as physically possible in an hour. Yeah. And we do that with both Grazer and Pelter, where we're just, yes. like... That we just go with the 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 goofiest option imaginable for an yes. hour and no end pressure. up in just the funniest place, and it ends up. So, I miss. I love episodes like that where because a lot of times I want to try to make like the best fantasy story ever, but when we give ourselves permission to be like, let's make the most ridiculous thing we've ever done. Just swing obsessed. for the fence, like and, and even, like the common thread there is that the ones where we swing for the fences, the ones yeah. where we're truly like unhinged in in whatever direction are the ones that like make that it really like pop yes could it agree more what do we got what do we got what do we got uh kit this one's from kit i do have one but it's kind of broad how did you both figure out the kind of creative work creative works you wanted to make like did you both always hope you'd end up making a podcast of some kind or was there a point along the way where you thought about switching to creating something entirely different what say you this is a big one and what I will say, uh, this is, I guess, a little bit of a, a mid-episode, a little bit of a mid-episode verbal hug. Hey. What I will say, I will, I will point you in the direction of, to start, my, my degree in comic books and the comic yeah. book scripts that are saved on my hard drive and in notebooks around my house. I will point you towards the, the, the TV, the random TV scripts that I have written, the 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 songs that I have written, uh, that you're like, I will the, the stand up sets that I have written, random places around my house, the the game supplement, the the the, the half the empty folder that I have on my hard drive that is, uh, one page one shots because I thought if I could write a one shot uh RPG adventure in one page that would be a really cool thing. And that yeah. was solely because I went to SPX and I was like, I want a thing to promote at SPX to show off yeah. to my friends. That's good enough. And so it's not just that I thought about switching to creating something entirely different. Like, I have tried and failed to make so many different things in so many different art forms. Yeah. So, and like, I make podcasts now. Like, and I said this earlier in the episode, like, we know I don't think we fully talked about this, but like this is my job now. Like I yeah. got a mark a podcast producer job and like I make podcasts for a living. I still don't know and I've been doing this for seven years. I still don't know if this is the the one. <laughs> like, and I mean that by mean of like I'm still figuring this shit out. You know what I mean? Like there yes, every I do. like every couple days I still like stumble on something. Or I read something about podcasting or about game design, and I'm like, huh, I never even fucking thought about that. That, like, have I been doing this wrong this entire time? And I sit and I think about it. My answer is that, like, I tried stuff until I found something that felt natural or that, like, I enjoyed being bad at or that, like, I was motivated enough to keep trying even though I was bad at it. And, like, I stumbled into finding something that gave me the kind of momentum that I needed to stick with it until I got good at it. That's a fuck. That was a very good answer, Jeff. My God. Uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about is, like, trying and failing at stuff 
I know that's an and that's an easy answer to say, but it, but it's right? not. But it's not. It's it's not because we talk about it a lot. How uh, a lot of creators who are fucking wildly popular do make it seem like they it's not that hard. Yeah, or like you know they just got lucky and yeah. It's like when we talk about like the 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 phrase in like the investing world is like everybody talks about the person who made $10 million investing on Amazon super early, but no one talked about the person who lost $10 million. You know what I mean? You only yeah. ever hear about the super triumphs, not the shit part. I, I just watched a few different videos on this about, like, creators who have, like, a huge platform talking about their work in that specific way. Yeah. And talking about, like, uh, and, like, it was very specifically talking about, like, a very prominent creator who I will not name. It's Aaron. It's me. It's, it's me. Aaron. It's Aaron. It's me. I'm a very prominent creator now. You know, some of us just don't even have 2,000 followers. <laughs> um, talking about, like, they produced a master class. And in it, they were like, I'm going to show you the secrets. Anybody can do what I did. Like, anybody can do. Here's how to replicate what I achieved. And, like... You know, there were the things that they did that, like, were legitimately good advice. Like, here's how you here's how you develop a Twitch stream. Here's how here's the software you need to edit video. Yeah. And then there was the stuff that was like the, the 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 advice that is that you don't hear from is like stream a bunch of stuff that nobody watches and yep. be present in 2000. And fit. like I, I recently somebody asked me. Like, what advice would you give if somebody wanted to be the next Jeff Stormer? And I was like, I guess make podcasts in 2015 when there weren't as many podcasts. Like, I was just about to say, timing, the era you're in and timing has so much to do with any level of success. Like, I can't give advice. To, like, I can like, there's technical advice that I can give. And I try really hard to stick to that. But, like, in terms, there's, a, and there's, like, emotional advice, right? Like, I can say, like, fail at things. Like, find the thing that feels natural to you and just keep bouncing off when you find the stuff that you try and feels like you're pulling teeth and that you don't get joy out of, like don't stick to those things necessarily. But like the tactical stuff, the algorithm stuff, like I can't give that advice in 2022 because I yeah, have an no. audience. I have like a, fair, yeah. a small but loyal audience already. Like, so like my answer to your question, Kit is like, I've, I've switched a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. And that being flexible, I mean, that, but that's a testament to your ability to adapt is also the thing is like being flexible and ma malleable to be able to be like this doesn't feel right I'm going to do something else mm -hmm. you know um that's that's me uh both figure out the kind of creative works you want to make oh my god trying fucking everything I have a fucking master's degree in goddamn theater I barely do theater anymore because it doesn't make me happy really and so I started making this show with Jeff and while I was like auditioning in New York and I started falling in love with like Seeing how you, the idea that we always pigeonhole ourselves with like majors and concentrations and things. Well, for me, my goal now in life is to make a living be using my creativity. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it's got to be. I just like being creative. And AMFC was my gateway to being like, you're really creative. You don't just like sing and fucking act. Like you, you have this creative muscle and you have to be able to swallow your pride and be like, I'm going to step away from doing theater because I'm. One, I'm having a much better time making podcasts and like working with tabletop stuff and in this weird space that I'm in. But having the uh, having the confidence to say like I'm gonna switch to this, yeah, and do this, and like you said before, failing at a bunch of stuff and being like I don't know, this one's giving me a lot. Of, it feels really rewarding doing this, and I don't mind doing it because you know that whole like you know you do it enough, it feels like work. I still feel really good making podcasts and doing voiceover stuff and it's fucking hitting right. And I feel like this is where I was meant to be. 
Mm-hmm. I'm 30 fucking five, so it took a while, but I'm here, so it doesn't fucking matter. So be comfortable enough to not get married to one thing and be comfortable enough that if it doesn't feel good anymore, stop fucking doing it. Yeah. There's tons of stuff you can do. Those are the two things that I, those are the two things before we move on, see if, we, see if we've got any other questions. Um, those are the two notes that I want to like leave off on is like, we're not exactly like Aaron and I are not exactly young by any stretch. No. And like, we've no. been doing this for a very long time. And like, it took us a long time to find the things that we were like, this is it. Like, this is, yeah. this is where I, this is a thing I have a passion for and a skill for and like a potential with and a future with like the, the cliche or the, the, the cliche thing to say is like, you're on your own time frame, but like truly you're on your own fucking time frame. Like took us a while to find, it took us both a while to find the stuff that, we were passionate about and yeah and that makes us feel like satisfied and like because there's a level of happiness like you know it's for example if you make like a bench you know you carve a bench you know you use do the woodworking stuff nobody ever says like oh my god you should switch your entire life up and be a carpenter but cool stuff like you know creative things and so it's okay to just do one it's okay to just do things for fun we've talked about that a lot it's like it's okay to be a fucking hobbyist but also it's just okay to fuck around and find stuff that you like doing and try to do it forever and it doesn't have to be your career it can just be something you like but you know learn more about yourself don't stop growing because you you never fucking know i'm 35 and literally just finding success in the things that i like fucking doing and success is not defined by like i used to book as a fucking actor i was miserable this i'm like i feel happy I, I'm doing all the things that I like to do, and it took. I'm fucking. I just turned 35. I know that's not fucking old, but all you ever see is these creators online who are like fucking 17, blowing up. And I know that's the metric, unfortunately, anymore. You no one ever mm-hmm. thinks about like how much John Turturro has worked in the last five years at like crazy high level gigs. And I'm like, dog, John Turturro is long in the tooth. You know who I was just thinking about, or who like just came up in a conversation? Who? Uh. And I didn't talk about this at the top of the episode because I don't want Aaron to make fun of me. Akira Toriyama. Jen and I have been watching Taxi. <laughs> okay. Who should show up in an episode but James Hong? Oh, shit. James Hong, you know from a million trillion things. Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wayne's World 2. Blade Runner. Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, he popped up on this random episode and I was like, hey, that's James Hong. And I went and looked and I was like... He has appeared in over 650 film and TV credits and is one of the most prolific actors of all time. And like, and I said this agenda, I was like, yeah, he's got three movies in the works. That sense of like, yeah, he's still, he's still working and defining this thing that he does. And like, you, you hear about, oh, I'm 17 and I've got $4 million because of Pokemon cards and YouTube. Yeah, but I, like- stream, <laughs> I, I fucking play Fortnite and that's cool. Great. But <laughs> the thing you don't hear about is the other people. There, you know, your time frame is your time frame and you're going to do the things that you're going to do and you're going to be amazing at them. And like, I just I think that that's a, like it's a it's an important thing to to focus on. Yes. The Oprah Winfrey thing where like Oprah Winfrey was like fired several times from mm-hmm. like dream jobs is fucking real. Like the, I, I've, it's a trope by now, but like that had to happen to Oprah for her to become Oprah. Mm-hmm. Like Christopher Walken is an older person and you know he's doing some stuff that's like deeply satisfying to him now. It doesn't ha- matter when it happens to you, when it happens, as long as you're making the things and it's ha- it, it's not about time frame. It's not about I want to have this by the time. I know we've gone way off topic, but it's not about like I want. I used to say to myself, like I used to idolize like people that were in rent, you know, 
And I used to see like how old Adina Menzel was when she was first on Broadway. She's like literally right out of college, like a kid. And I used to say, I want to be on Broadway by the time I'm 25. And if I'm not, I'm a fucking failure. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so terrible. But you know, that's, that is all too common, that idea. And that's, you and I have talked about it a lot privately of uh, most podcasts don't make it past what, 10 episodes, 11? Uh, I think seven episodes is like the standard like pod, if you're over seven episodes, you are you are longer than I think half of podcasts. Because it's like the once you know, I don't blame people. It's a tremendous amount of work for usually zero fucking dollars. But it's the idea of like, well, it's not hitting, it's not working. I gotta give up and something else. I've always thought of that corny uh, image of the guy mining for diamonds, mm-hmm. and he turns around at like a certain point, but he's like an inch away from like a cache of diamonds. Yeah. I always think of that like that's me. And that's always what keeps me going. And it keeps me like flexible where I'm like, fucking just be happy. Chase fucking joy. Jesus. Truly, 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 truly. It just sucks. YouTube and all that stuff and Twitch have really put a damper on uh, people's individual journey because comparisons are way too easy. Yeah. Make shit because it makes you happy. Or if this fucking show doesn't even have 2,000 Twitter followers. You know what I mean? Like, you know, compared to the big fucking monster tabletop podcast, we've been making it for six years. I don't give a fuck. And we're very transparent about that. We do it because we like doing it. And if we don't like doing it, we won't do it. The end. That's how you should be about everything. If you don't like doing what you're doing, pivot, do something else. Within yeah. reason. I know I'm yeah. not like, quit your survival job. I'm like, no, fucking pay your bills, stay alive. Honestly, but pay your bills and stay. Like, I like, I yeah, mean, this is a pro survival job podcast, I yeah, think. Very, very. Um, but anyway... Uh, do you want to close on a sh- episode, a song? Do you have a couple more so- questions? Let me see if we got one more to close on. I mean, some of these questions are very good, but I don't necessarily feel like we got time to super get into them. I have a quick one. Gazzer, if you could Ben and Jerry's, get Ben and Jerry's to make a fantasy ice cream flavor, what would it be called and what are its ingredients? I want them to make Shield Aid. I want the cardamom, the red wine, and the sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Block the bullshit. And it would be called Block the Bullshit because Shield Aid would be copyrighted. Yep. Yep, that feels right. Yep, yep. Uh, If I could, uh, Merle asks, if you could kiss anybody in fantasy, who would it be and why? Obviously, that's Gundro, the most fuckable dwarf. Yep, of course. Uh, He's got maxed out. He's maxed out. Maxed out. I'm kissing Guzana Uzvelt because I want to know what it's like to kiss a god. (laughs) (laughs) And just kind of see what happens. I'm just aiming for the best. I'm aiming for maxed out stats. I'm going for max. If I'm going to kiss somebody in fantasy, I want to be somebody who's OP as fuck. (laughs) Let's end on this question from Gazer. It's kind of similar to one we've talked about a little bit, but the episodes you made since they are last birthday, which one do you think about the most? Hmm. Okay. Since the last birthday. Hmm. Oh, I think about Pinewood Road the most. Hmm. Uh, something that I want to lean into a lot more is uh, I love going home and visiting South Jersey. I can't get enough of it. I love that. Re- I've been to a lot of regions of the country because of fucking theater, and I've seen a lot of places that are like the most beautiful place in the nation. I love the New Jersey Pine Barrens. I love where I'm from. It's so weird and unique and cool. It's so neat. It's a neat place. It's so neat. I just recently bought a Myths book and I left it at home and I'm sad because I'm not reading it. But I have been thinking about Pinewood Road. We talk about like smoking using Pinewood. I want to, we bring so much of South Jersey into this show very subtly sometimes. And that one is like beating the listener. Oh, the listener, I'm sure listening, like, oh my fucking God, we get it. You like the Pine Barrens. I want to bring even more South Jersey mythology and cool stuff and references that only you and I might get into the show. And I think about, honestly, like the level of fuck it that we had when we made that episode. And it's just a love letter to the Pine Barrens. 
and leaning into that even more. But I think about that one, I think, the most of every episode because it's it's something I like we the show is kind of built on South Jersey references and talking about home yeah. and things we like and naming things after people and places we like. That I'm like, yeah, I want more of that. That's the one I think about the most is the Pinewood Road and the fucking uh, the culture about smoking wood and, and crap, uh, putting magic in food. That one, definitely. What about you? It feels like it's a slight cheat answer, but I also don't think it is. And that is because it is, even though, and I think that because it is the most recent episode that we released. I think about the, the ponder in that orb. Yo, that episode fucking hit. I think about that episode a lot, and I think about that recording session a lot. Like, sitting yeah. down with Jay and, like, the three of us. That that energy, and it's one of the reasons why, like, guest episodes of AMFC have gotten me, like, really, like, energized recently. Yeah. And, like, thinking about them and being, like, you know, if I were to map out the people that I would want to sit down with in the next year, like, who would they be? And, like, it's a, it's a, it's a select list, and it is people that, like, I truly, like, feel a connection to on a creative level. And I'm like, you yeah. know, like we said, it's people that we feel comfortable enough, like, opening the door and letting us, letting them into this, like, very delicate creative space yeah it's so personal is the thing it's like a lot of the times even if i edit them out we'll ask questions of like you know what's the street you grew up on like to get ideas like during like break and so it's everything that we make in this show especially with guests comes from like a deep personal place usually and so it's not something that we take like lightly and i would say Mm -hmm. the orb episode was like you know we've we've worked with jay but making AMFC, it's a very different, interesting, interesting and different thing. And like the experience and like the experience of that, like I said, I know we talked about it after we like got off the recording of like, yeah, that's a really sick experience of like yeah. sitting down and like opening up that writer's room and just like, you know, playing in that space for a while and, and kind of allowing that story to kind of go where it goes and the little tiny moments of like comedy and and real like tragedy and yeah. drama and beauty that come from that like we just kind of like allowing that that sort of like space to sort of hop around i think made for something really interesting and like it's like i said that's kind of why like lately as i kind of think about like as Aaron and i are kind of like all right our schedules are are, are settling in let's get ready to kind of wrap up the show again i'm yeah. like I'm like, yeah, let's let's start to think about like who we want to invite to the writer's room because in my heart I'm like I'm like that experience of just like let's just let's just see what happens when we when we play this weird little gay this weird little uh unwritten game that we play with these people that we like like what happens when we invite them into the room. Yeah, truly. I'm uh, yes, I- exactly that. Yes, 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 yes. Um it makes me happy to talk about. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I, I just think about stupid stuff a lot where I'm like, how else can we put more jack-o'-lantern imagery in this goddamn show? Like, Aaron, you know, I know we're going to make our- Like, legitimately? What? Yeah. I think the same thing about clowns, and I'm not going to lie to you. Fuck. Well, this year, let's try to at least make two episodes about clowns and two about pumpkins. That sounds great. Halloween's coming up. We need to do our- uh, We do. All my spooky children soon. We do. And I want, kind of want it to always have like the pumpkin-esque feel. Just something. Just We have something with the fucking theme. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, Pumpkins and Clowns. 2023, Pumpkins and Clowns. I'm excited. Um, Is there anything else we talk about on this show? We've given like 10 verbal hugs this episode. We have. I think that we, I think, I think that we, that we, we truck through it. 
God, this is another birthday episode. I hope you enjoyed the Q&A. I hope this was helpful. And as you, I like these episodes because it's like a time capsule of like where we're at. Yeah. And it really does set a cool tone of like how much the show changes. Because the show's changed so many. Oh, and, but to answer the question before about, oh, creatively, where are you? You know, are you where you wanted, you thought you were going to be, blah, blah, blah. Listen to this show. This show has changed like five times, like over the course of its lifespan for like what it is and what it serves to be. So, like, use this as an example of, like, you know, you can always change. It's never, uh, uh, I always like this line from the musical Children of Eden. It's, there is no journey gone so far, so far that we cannot stop and change direction. Mm -hmm. And it's true. But anyway, uh, this show slaps. I love it. And it keeps evolving and getting cooler. And I love making it. And it's my shit. This is the, this is our biggest year yet. It is. And, like, that's my closing uh, verbal hug. It's a short one is, like. It's to Aaron's point about, like, hearing things change over time. Like, episode zero of this show <laughs> is is recorded uh, on a 20... Like, I recorded that on a $20 headset microphone. Yep. Crouched behind my nightstand that I had pulled out uh, on my bed and made a little tiny cubby. That I'm yep. sitting crouched in a corner. It's painful as shit. Yep. Um, and I'm crouching in a corner talking into a headset microphone. Today's anniversary episode, I am sitting in my office. I uh my my podcasting studio and office uh that I that I do my job from. I am on a nice microphone that I have a an arm. Like I have an arm that is permanently attached to my desk that I can yep. just kind of spin it around as needed. Um, when we, episode zero, I was a desperately unhappy product writer for a home shopping network website. (laughs) So wild when I think about that. And now I make pod and like, I've gone through three jobs since then. Like I went from being like a miserably unhappy product writer for a home shopping network to a surprisingly incredibly happy copy marketing writer for a telecommunications company to now a full-time podcaster. That's dope as fuck. And so, like, to Aaron's point, and also just, like, as we as we close out this episode, take a moment and acknowledge, like, how far you've come. Oh, my God. Right? Like, I was, you know, a relative nobody, and I still am. I recognize yeah. that. But we're, like, we're both huge nobodies in the grand scheme of things, but we're happy. Yeah, but, like, like I had, I, I, I had felt... I was at a point where I was feeling creatively unaccomplished and now I like mm. I'm looking at like an award that I earned that I earned for doing tabletop podcasting and like yeah. fuck yeah that shit like and like award and you know I have complicated messy feelings about awards they are a negative and toxic thing but like but when you win it's fun it's cool <laughs> as hell it's fun when you win <laughs> and so like you know yeah like note how note how the show has changed like this has changed from a goofy comedy show where we kind of low key are like, isn't it funny? When isn't it funny when you look like think about character creation to like this beautiful sort of writer's room experience? Yeah, it has changed from a hashtag content hashtag hustle show yeah. to being a hey, we might get one episode out this month, but fuck it, it's gonna be a great one. Like the way the show has changed and grown and evolved, it made it really special, and so like. Thank you, Aaron, and thank you, listeners, and, like, let's keep making cool shit. God damn right. That's all we do on this show. That damn right it is. And so until next time when we come back with some actual character creation, storytelling, and world building, good night and good game.